Welcome athlete, parent, and families. This is the Limitless Performance Podcast, the number one youth sports psychology and sports performance podcast on Apple Music or Spotify. This is your host, Coach Jack. Especially for the sports and youth world, this is content not offered anywhere else on the internet. This podcast will be centered around Limitless Performance's sports psychology curriculum, along with other aspects of our athletic training, basketball training, and volleyball training. Email us if you ever want us to make an episode on something you are specifically struggling with or to ask questions. If you're an athlete in any sport or a parent of a youth athlete in any sport, this podcast will be perfect for you. You don't experience anything without the mind. So what's more important than learning how to train it? Let's dive into it. What's up, Limit Breakers? Yep, I came up with a new name. It just popped into my head this morning um, while I was in the shower. Limit Breakers is, I think, what we're going to go with to call you for this podcast. I still love gatekeepers, so I'll throw that out there every once in a while. Um, but today, what we're going to do is we're, we're having another really famous episode from the Mental Training Revolution and, and a very popular blog post that I posted um, probably about a year ago from today, and I still find it very relevant. Um, I do want to let you know that I recommend this for eighth graders and up just because it's a deeper topic. So parents, um, if you have younger kids, listen to the episode first to see if it's appropriate or you can just relay some of the, the wisdom to them in, in, um, in a better fashion. But the reason for this is because I do think it's important to talk about these deeper topics. Um, but, but of course, most parents and younger adults are going to be the ones listening to this podcast. Um, so relaying the wisdom to, to what the, the kids can understand um, is really how we're going to get the best impact out of this podcast. Um, but essentially, what the blog post is about, it's about dying and death um, and how that can actually enrich your life. And it's something we have to contemplate more instead of just subconsciously avoiding it, which is what most of us do, right? Because if you put death into perspective, that's what allows us to understand what truly matters. And if we can keep what truly matters as our focus all the time, that's how you build a life of your dreams, right? You, you don't have any extra layers. You don't have those things um, that don't truly mean the world to you and make life wor- worth living. Um, and, and getting rid of that extra to where you're, you're always at the root of what matters. Um, that's when you truly love life. You, you jump out of bed and, um, you, you feel like you have a life of purpose, right? And I know that purpose and passion gets thrown around all the time. Um, and, and it's not about, you know, always feeling good. That, that's such a huge thing that I remind my kids all the time. It's about how open you are to experience what, what is here now. Right. How how well can you flow with what life is presenting with you? Right. How how well can you make friends with this moment? That's what the practice is about. It's not about feeling good all the time. Um, and, and all emotions want to belong. We can't just hold on to the good feelings and push away the bad. That's what creates the problems in the first place. Um, but but again, this this episode um, from the Mental Training Revolution about the blog. If you want to go check out the blog, um, we have the link in the description. Um, my podcast editor, Carmen, is going to put that in there so you can read it too. Um, but again, learning how to die is the best way to learn how to live um, because that's when you focus on what truly matters and what makes you a better person, what makes you a happier person. And then, of course, getting all those results on the court or the field um, or whatever you're playing on. Um, so always let me know if you have any questions. That's the best part about this podcast, um, Limit Breakers, is is that we can collaborate. So please, please let me know if there's something you're struggling with and you want me to make an episode. Um, I really, really want to do that for you. Um, awesome. Let's dive into it, Limit Breakers.
So this morning I spent about three to four hours writing a, a blog piece on something I felt very passionate about lately. And I'm always trying to figure out, you know, where's the switch? Where was the switch um, in my brain and in my life when I finally started looking at things a lot differently um, that has dramatically increased the well-being of my life and, of course, helping you, growing my wisdom, etc., and finding the importance of compassion and helping others and how this all relates to sports and building better athletes. Um, and so today what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to read this blog, dissect it a little bit, kind of talk about um, where this inspiration came from, and of course give you a mental training exercise after I'm done explaining it because that's the whole point of this podcast. This is why we're a different mental training business than everything else we see out there today is that we make it applicable, something you can do on a small, consistent, daily basis um, to see results immediately and, of course, gain those results in, in compounding interest as we continue to do them. That's what makes us way, way different um, than any any type of company right now in the mental health field um, and, of course, increasing the performance of athletes or non-athletes alike um, in their life. So we're going to start the, the title of this, this blog that I wrote. Um, it's also on our website, ctgmindset.ctghoops.com. And I, I called it Self-Improvement 101 because it's definitely in that self-improvement sector. Um, it's going to take an older audience to understand and read this. But I, I encourage all the older audiences listening to this and, and reading the blog um, to start sharing this with, with younger people because that's really my goal is to give it to the youth um, because I really think it's going to change how people start to grow and develop if, if they're given this wisdom at an earlier age, especially like I already have it at an earlier age, right? I'm, I'm 21 years old right now. Um, but if I would have had it even earlier, I can't imagine where I'd be today and of course where my well-being would be. So the title of this article is Self-Improvement 101. How do I become the best version of myself? What does it mean to live my best life? Now, these are two questions that I contemplate constantly, um, but now I'm going to actually read word for word what was written on the blog, and then I'll discuss after um, kind of where the inspiration came from and, of course, my reflections after writing it. If you're listening to this podcast, you are looking for one thing, how to live, how to become the best version of yourself, what it means to be living your best life. This is a question I have obsessively contemplated since my father passed during COVID in 2020. He died from an 11-year battle with cancer. I was 19 years old at the time. My father's relationship to me was one not many are blessed to have. He was my best friend at the time, the friend I spent the most time around, the friend I would say the most to, the friend I would run to when I needed answers, the friend that was always present with you, the friend that only wanted to help you, to help you find more happiness. It pains me to put this into words, but my father's passing will always be the biggest blessing of my life. How can this possibly be? Losing my father was the most excruciating suffering I have and probably ever will experience. It makes me sick to even remember what it was like at that time of August 2020. But it taught me the most important lesson I will ever know, death. If you want to learn how to live, you have to learn how to die. There is no greater teacher than death. There is nothing else in this world that you will have a bigger magnitude of enriching your life than death. Nothing will ever lead you to more true answers that you so constantly search for than death. Death is the beginning of everyone finding their best selves. Now, how can this be? Death is the seed that forces you to look for the answers that matter. Why doesn't everyone use death to change their life? Because it's something everyone is running from. We fear death. We fear death because it's the closest thing to the unknown. And it is likely to be one of the only things we will ever not know. 
Because of this, we push death away. We avoid contemplating death at all costs. Because it is scary, knowing our existence will come to an end and may never be again is truly terrifying. But this truly terrifying contemplation is what gives beauty and meaning to life. Without death, there is no life. The day you accept your death is completely out of your control and something that could happen at any moment is the day you start being the best version of yourself. If you continue to keep death close, you continuously top your best self from the previous day. Keeping death close is the most enriching thing someone can do with their life. Most days, I love to write on my whiteboard, you will die today. Terrifying, right? Not really. This reminder allows me to be the best version of Jack Hummel. By keeping death close in every moment and every action I take, it forces me to only focus on what matters. If you don't keep death close, like the majority of the people on this planet do, you will likely think about the past and future quite often. Because why not? We have all the time in the world. You're going to live till 80, right? Wrong. You are no more obligated to live longer than anyone else you encounter each day. This is called personal fable. You think you're special. You think you won't be the one to get into statistically high car crashes every single day. You won't be a young adult to find a tumor in your brain. You won't be the person to not wake up from their sleep. And on and on it goes. This isn't some ploy to scare you. That is certainly not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help put your life into perspective. By keeping the perspective of death close, you live a life closer to everything you're possibly capable of. Because I keep death so close each day, I go to sleep trying to remind myself that I might not wake up in the morning. If I don't wake up in the morning, I better have made sure I lived a day true to myself and something I'm very satisfied with going out with. Now this doesn't mean I have perfect days, but if I had a day where I kept these things in perspective, I have served myself well in living my best possible life. What matters to me because I keep death so close? And likely similar answers that you will all find if you start implementing, you will die today. Number one, happiness. Nothing else matters. Everything everyone is looking for, whether it's a better job, more accomplishments, more money, better cars, better clothes, whatever it is, it's all looking for happiness. So stop focusing on the illusion of the material and actually focus on growing what's underneath everything you are searching for. You can't take this approach if you don't keep death close. If you feel like you have lots of time, you will trick yourself quite easily into thinking other things matter more than happiness. Number two, presence. If you're not present, you will never be happy. Now is all that ever matters. Why? Because it's all that ever exists. You can't have the future or the past without the present. The future and the past are simply just present moment thoughts. The present is the only time when something truly in your control can happen. All of your sufferings come from you thinking about what is outside the present moment. What's the most important thing to focus on in your life? Now. What is the most important thing to do in your life? What you're doing right now. Who are the most important people in your life? The ones you are with. Focus on now because that is all we ever have. And you can't take this approach if you don't keep death close. Number three, growth. The only point of suffering is to learn and grow. If you don't keep death close, you will likely obsess over your past, current, or future sufferings. By living a life knowing you will die today, you will only focus on one thing, being the best version of yourself right now. And that, my friends, is all growth is. Number four, serving others. If you keep death close, you realize the difference between worldly and heavenly treasures. You can't take money after death. You can't take popularity after death. You can't take your material items after death. So what can you take? How you make others feel 
and how you help others find more happiness. And guess what? This is the number one way to help grow your own happiness. I like to call this the everlasting happiness loop. To find more happiness yourself, you have to help others find it, which helps you find more of it, which helps others find more of it. All of this isn't possible if you don't believe you could die each day. Number five, the only true controllable, your present moment conscious response. You can't control anything else in your life, literally nothing else. How you choose to respond is all you ever have. So if you don't keep death close, are you really going to keep strict care of how you're responding to things in the best possible way you can at the time? Likely not. If you are death conscious, you will intentionally put forth your best effort to respond in the right way in all present situations. Now, some of you may be saying, I still don't want to die. Telling myself I'm going to die each day still really scares me, even if it doesn't help me live a better life. What if there is no afterlife? What if the religion I believe is wrong? What if the other religion is right? What if the afterlife isn't what everyone thinks it's going to be? What if the afterlife is literally nothing for all eternity? What if the scientists were right all this time? Below is something I have had saved in my MacBook for quite a while now. Hopefully this can help you with some of the constant questions that I have above. Death is not something to fear, no matter which angle you look at it. It is actually a topic we need to start talking about more. We live such fast, busy lives because we are subconsciously trying to avoid the fact that we are mortal like any other species. Talking about and pondering death more will bring profound changes to our society, especially happiness. We will live deeper the more we remind ourselves that we are going to die and that anything can happen at any given moment. Everyone listening to this, including myself, is going to die. If I die young, don't fear for me. I am free from suffering. I am free from the human condition. If there is eternal life or rebirth, I have likely made the cut. I tried doing my best to live as intentionally as I could for the betterment of others with a pure heart, just like my father. By trying to be a good person, I believe I gave myself a great probability for making the afterlife. I believe the heart is what matters if the unknown is eternal life, as many perceive. If there is an eternal life, that is still perfectly okay. I will still be with all of you, just like my father is with all of us. Until I reawaken, after death will feel like a blink of an eye. There is no concept of time after death. Remember how long millions and billions of years felt before you were born? Nope. It's exactly like this. There is no time after death. Millions and billions of years will feel as fast as you blink your eye reading this document. So there is no reason to fear death no matter which outcome the unknown about our universe takes. Work towards being the best version of you with a good heart and you are in good hands. Face the fear of death. Stop avoiding it. It's the most important concept to ponder in our lifetime. Simply live deeply, present soaking, and wish for others' happiness as much as you wish your own. See others as you see yourself, the same being, on an equal plane, no more or no less important than another. If I die, please go through all my notebooks and journals and writing documents. Hopefully everything I have learned throughout my life can help others find whatever it is they are looking for. If any of you are worried about me, don't. There is no reason to fear death and feel bad for the death of another. It is certainly okay to feel sad, but don't feel bad for me. I will certainly be okay. Wherever I am, I'm with you, Dad, and that's the only place I've ever wanted to be. I found you, Dad. I found you. Keep death close, and I promise you, your life will change forever. To learn how to live, you have to learn how to die. Wow. So I actually got chills rereading what I wrote this morning, um, and I think that's a good sign that makes me feel pretty good. 
the mental training activity that I'm going to pair um, with with my writing that I did this morning is um, the I will die today that I'd like to do on my whiteboard. All I want you to do is try it out for a week um, in your notebook or in your journal. Every morning when you wake up, write, I will die today. Okay. And then think about what steps are you going to take because you know you're taking the approach that you are going to die today. Um, what's going to fulfill you the most about your day um, in terms of keeping death close? And again, it doesn't mean you just go YOLO, you know, you go all in on pleasures, you do whatever you want. That's not what keeping death close means. You still have to keep probabilities in perspective. It's likely you're going to wake up tomorrow. It's very likely. But it's possible you could also die. Okay. And so because of that possibility that you could die, that's how we enrich our life. So don't go all YOLO on me, do whatever you want because it's your last day alive. No, um, I'm doing this for the purpose of making your life um, more enriching, more intentional, and a better version of you. Intentionally trying to be the best version of you each day will be done if you keep death close. Let me know if you like this podcast, Gatekeepers. Um, it was really, really touching for me to read that out loud, actually, um, and I'm super satisfied with what I wrote. Um, of course, I appreciate all the feedback. Let me know if you like this mental training activity, and be ready for next week's episode. I'm Coach Jack. We out, baby. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Limitless Performance Podcast. If you haven't yet, please leave a review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever listening platform you're on. Compassion for others is a huge part of our curriculum. You can help so many more people by leaving us a review. Please contact Coach Jack at LimitlessPerformanceWI.com to keep us updated on how your meditations are going, how this podcast has affected you, and what other topics on the mental side of the game that you or your child is struggling with, and we can make an episode about that. I really want to become friends with all the listeners so I can help families and students more deeply, so please get a hold of me. Check out Limitless Performance to get your own personal sessions today if you want a deeper dive into increasing your well-being that is personalized to what you struggle with most. Thank you so much, listeners. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.